Hello and welcome back to Of Two Minds. I'm Wally. I'm joined here today with Patrick. Hello there. Hello, Patrick. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. How are you doing? No, oh, can't complain. Happy to be like, getting back into this now. Yeah, it's uh, for those who have been listening, it's probably been about what two months or so since we posted. Maybe a month and a half. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's definitely been a hot second, and we just got really crazy with school. And it never really happened, and then we've been both getting used to life without school for the summer, and been busy with work, and life, and moving, and all kinds of stuff. So, now we're back, and we're ready to spread some more biological and other scientific goodness again. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, what has been going on in your life, Walter? Well... Getting ready to move to Shippensburg, so I'll be a little closer to school, a little farther away from work. I, I mean, priorities, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's a nice place. It's just a one-bedroom apartment, which is all we need. That's pretty nice. It'd be simple, and they're renovating it, you said, so that'll be even nicer. Yeah, fully renovated. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm sure that's keeping you busy with packing and everything. Yeah, we got the majority done today. We're going to do... Hopefully the rest of it, the rest of the non-essential non stuff tomorrow, mm -hmm. and then we'll get everything cleaned, get it good to go. And we'll be set to move and get out of the area again. Yep, this time just a little bit further away. Yeah, Shippensburg seems a nice place. I've been, I mean, I've been through Chambersburg. I don't think I've ever actually been in Shippensburg, but both seem nice, like, from what I hear and everything, but Shippensburg definitely has more going on. It, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit of an older town, actually, and I just I like it. It's yeah. I like Chambersburg as well, but mm -hmm. I mean, Shippensburg would be nice. I imagine the university helped draw a lot into Shippensburg, though. Oh yeah, more, I think so. More restaurants and such. People love yeah, Shippensburg. Nice little diners there, some little mom and pop shops. Mm -hmm. People seem to love Shippensburg University. Like that's such a cult of a school around here. It seems. <laughs> it is a nice school. I like it. Um, but I am ready to get out. Oh, in school in general, I imagine. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter if it's Harvard. You're probably out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just to the point now where I'm like, I'm done. Give me my diploma and I'll be on my way. I'm not quite to there yet, but I'm definitely getting kind of kind of ready. I got some more advanced class coming up, so I'm kind of happy because it'll be more towards my major in life. Like, I only have, I think, one more math class I have to take, which is nice, and gen eds are, like, overly done now, which is nice, but that also means it's harder, so, yeah. Did you already make up your schedule for next semester? I do, yeah. I have, I think, six classes, so, no, five. Yeah, five classes, four labs. That sucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking uh, Functional Anatomy, which I haven't totally decided if I'm going to keep it yet, but I think I am, because it's only two credits and I don't have any other anatomy class, so that'll probably be helpful. And I'm taking Vertebrate Physiology and Genetics on the bio side, and I'm taking Inorganic and Organic Chemistry on the chemistry side. That's no fun. I think I'm taking four classes in two labs, maybe three. Okay. I can't remember, but I'm taking uh, immunology. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that one's awesome. I'm taking uh, ecology. Uh, not too bad. Probably probably a little on the easy side. Yeah, it's one of those classes I have to take. Yeah, that'll be semi-easy, though. That'll be nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. Then I'm taking uh, organic chemistry. Good luck. That's going to be yep. fun. Not excited for that one. And then my favorite one I'm taking is uh, biology of cancer. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. It's only a class they offer like every other year or something like mm -hmm. that. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that one turns out. Hopefully it's a good teacher and hopefully the class turns out well. Maybe you'll end up doing cancer research somewhere. It's possible. That'd be pretty cool. I always thought that'd be pretty interesting. Cancer is very fascinating. It is. It's very sad. It's very destructive, but it's fascinating. It is. I, I think agree. that you know, people always say that we have a morbid curiosity. I remember there was a Vsauce video on this one time of everybody wants to see what's going on if there's a possibility 
of death or something like that. And I think that sadly, cancer falls into that because people are so interested in it because it's so destructive. You know? I can agree with that. I mean, we like violent video games, violent movies. People love horror films. So it's probably around the same concept. It says that more yeah. curiosity. It's like hurricanes. I feel like every kid that interest that's interested in science at one point or another thought that like natural disasters like hurricanes and tornadoes are like the coolest thing ever like whoa they're cool and then you get older and realize holy heck they kill like thousands of people they do that tsunamis but it's still just amazing that what the earth can do yeah i agree it's still cool and that's like the same thing with cancer it's like wow this is interesting it's yeah it kills somebody but it's still interesting and by learning by from it you can hopefully cure it someday that's what I hope to see at least. Might be a while, but that's okay as long as it gets done, you know. Yeah, as someday. As like I mean, I'm, the whole reason I went to biology is I'm very fascinated with disease. Yeah. Some people like the happy biology. Some people like the morbid biology. I'm definitely, I definitely fall under the, the latter. Yeah, I am too. I mean, if I want to be a uh, doctor someday, I don't think anybody comes to see me if they're having the best day of their life, you know. No. Man, this well, is such actually, a great maybe day. If you're an OBGYN, you're helping somebody give birth, then? That that doesn't really interest me, though. <laughs> no, but then, but then it would be the happiest day in their life. That's true. Yeah, if I do, like, cardiology or something, they're going to come in. I feel amazing. I go to the gym six times a week. Oh. I eat Cheerios and milk. Like, that's all I eat. And it's just, I, I just wanted to come in and tell you this all. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I would never go for cardiology. I don't like the sound of a heartbeat. Are you serious? I can't no. stand it. You don't like Love Dub? No. What the heck? That's so fascinating. I had to go okay. to a car cardiologist once, and he was listening to my heart, and I was like, "Nope, get me out of here." Oh my gosh! I have a side story to tell you before we get into our actual topic today that you might be interested in. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, hint, hint. This is very close to what we're going to be talking about today. But I tried to donate blood the other day. And, you, no and you noticed about what I said there is tried. <laughs> okay, so I go in, and this is at work. This is at the bank. And I was like, okay, you know, there's a blood drive. It's at, like, their headquarters where they expect a lot of people to be there. So I was like, cool. Um, I kind of want to join, you know. One of the guys talked to me, and he's like, you ever do it before? And I was like, no. And he's like, you want to? And I was like, yeah, why not? Excuse me, because I never did it when we had it in high school. I heard about people doing it, but I was like, eh, that's not for me. So I was like, all right, go in. I go through all the paperwork and all that. It was kind of a weird experience and kind of, like, nerve-wracking because as much as I love, like, blood and guts and gory things like that, I don't like it done to me. So not the best experience, but I was like, all right, whatever. Lay down, you know, get all that alcohol swab thing and... It's kind of an interesting process, and I was kind of talking to the guy a little bit, like, hey, what's going on with this? Explain this. I'm kind of curious. And, like, they stick this needle in, and it's like, the guy's like, hey, you got to come look at this. It's not working. And they call this, like, commotion of these between, like, the two nurses or whatever that they were that were working. And eventually, they had to stop, and they're like, I was like, could you try the other arm? And they're like, nah, there's already blood in the bag, so we can't. And, uh, yeah, he's like, I'd say about, like, 10 to 20% of what you should have got came out. Because apparently whenever they went in, they hit a valve. Oh, really? So, you know how, like, veins have valves, like one-way valves? Yeah. And arteries don't. So Yeah, it's because the, uh, the heart applies the pressure to the artery. The vein needs to be able to give something to push it back. Yeah. So, I guess it's just the luck of the draw whenever they, they went in. They said, you have, like, beautiful veins. You can see them amazingly, and, it you know, they're nice and big and everything. But she said, it's the luck of the draw. We can't see what's in there. And, I mean, they were, like, moving the needle in and out and all around and everything. And it wasn't amazing, and it's still sore. But I was like, okay, you know, try to get it. And, yeah, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I go through all this, and I tried so hard. And I was like, that'd be cool if I could donate. And still got blood taken out of me and still had all that experience. And uh, <laughs> it did not happen. So I thought well, that was interesting. Try. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, and I'm not like, I don't know, I, I feel like I should have done it a long time ago, but I just never did. I finally felt bad, and I was like, alright, I need to start doing this. 
and yeah, it didn't happen. So I was like, all right, well, it sucks that I couldn't donate and you know hopefully like help people, but at the same time, that's interesting to learn about that because I didn't know that that was a thing when you you know stuck needles in veins. I assumed, oh well, you know, you stick a needle in a vein, it's gonna open the valve, you know. I didn't know that either. I, and I've given blood like five or six times. Yeah. Well, maybe it's you know just the luck of the draw, I guess, where they went in. Boom! I have a lot of I have happened to have a valve there, so <laughs> wasn't happening. And they were like, yeah, it's not. And they even put a blood pressure cuff on to try to increase, I guess, increase the venous pressure. And it, it still wasn't happening. And I was like, okay, well, this was interesting. But I was laying on the table after a little while, and I'm like, look, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not feeling positive about this, and I don't think it's gonna happen. Can we stop before my arm hurts forever? And they're like, just keep going and all this. And I was like. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to get through this because maybe it'll end up working out. And for a while, they let me alone. And I was like, okay, cool, it's working. And then they came back and they're like, this is not working. I was like, okay, great. Well, it's a thought that counts. I mean, so you were trying to get blood, so what blood type are you? They didn't tell me. Really? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I know I'm not anything cool. I'm not AB positive. I'm not O negative, I don't think. So, not 100% sure. And we weren't checking our own blood types in the bio classes that's like the next step bio classes that I'm probably not going to take because I'm not in health science so do you know what your parents are? I don't I know <laughs> biology nerd health nerd trying to be a doctor and I don't know my own blood type is pretty sad well you know what your, if you find out what your parents are you can just do a plan and square to determine what you could be that's true uh, I don't think my mom knows either. I'll have to check on like wherever that's listed on your birth certificate or whatever. Yeah, the only reason I know mine is because uh, the Red Cross sent me like a a card or something with my blood type and everything. They might send me that now because that was the first time, so maybe they will. Hopefully, oh, you can find out. What is yours? Uh, a positive. So nothing special. Yeah, you can. I feel like I'm gonna be A or B positive. I'm guessing. Or negative, one of them. It's pretty common to be A positive. Yeah, that one is one of the more common ones. Speaking of blood, what are we talking about this week, Walter? Why we're talking about blood types. Yeah, we had this idea a couple of days ago, and I was like, well, I mean, that's been on my mind a lot recently, so why don't we do it? Yeah, and once we wrap this one up, I have an actually idea to build upon this to the next one. So once we wrap this up, some stuff I learned in histology I think would play along really nicely. I like histology. I like it, but I did not like the class. I liked it whenever I uh, did a job shadowing day in the histology lab. It was pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's interesting, but the guy I had, he liked to brag that his class was harder than med school. Um, I don't think so. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. Well, this class was, the way he taught it was not easy. I feel like he just wasn't a good teacher then. No, he really, really nice guy. Like I really enjoyed talking with him. Really intelligent guy, but he. Mm -hmm. And then like I remember the one test in lab, one practical. There was like I think twelve people in our class, and eight of us got below fifty percent. So that should really tell him that there's something wrong with the way he's doing it. Yeah, whenever teachers get a curve at like seventy or eighty. They're happy, but whenever they get lower than that, they should do something about it, you know? Yeah, especially when three-fourths of the class gets below 50%. That's when you got to yeah. take a step back and be like, okay, so what am I doing wrong here? Yeah, and nothing worse presser walks in. I'll tell you what, the curve, this sucked. The distribution was awful. Everyone did horrible. The average was like a 50, and the high was like a 70. It's like, okay, so do something about it. Like, why? I did have one professor... Uh, the one I'm doing research with, our average one time was so blown, and he's like, guys, look, test wasn't the greatest. I'm going to give you guys some, like, make-up opportunities to help you boost your grades a little bit. See, that's what happened in uh, parasitology. The one professor, yeah. he, the one test that pretty much everybody did bad on, he wasn't happy with it, so he curved everybody's grades, like, 10 points, and he admitted, he's like, you know, I might have made it a little bit too difficult. Yeah, that's what this guy did. It was amazing. It's like, so... You're telling me now that it was a harder test. We all did okay, considering it was a harder test, but we're also going to not destroy our grades, you know? Yeah, in histology, we all we all failed that one exam, and he didn't do a dang thing about it. Yeah, that sucks. That's annoying. It was. 
So anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, blood types here. Alright, so um, I understand you have some facts about this, and I have a little bit of a structure here, so I'm just going to go through some of the things that I think people should know about blood types and what people might want to know and what people might be surprised. And you can add some more info along the way, and hopefully when we're done, everyone will understand what we're talking about. Okay, sounds good. Alright, so before we begin, do we have any just quick little facts about blood or blood types that you wrote down that might find interesting from the listeners? Well, I actually wrote down not very many, like three facts about red blood cells themselves, just because I feel like you need to, I feel like you need to know about the red blood cell itself before understanding the different types. Alright, so let's start there then. So, your body has cells, obviously that's what make up body, that are building blocks of life. And you can think of blood. Blood is actually a tissue. It's connective tissue because I know people might think, oh, it's not solid or anything. Well, it has solids in it. And it is connective tissue as in it connects the body via communication, you know, like any other connective tissue. So within that, you have four types of blood cells. You have red blood cells, you have white blood cells, you have platelets, and you have plasma. So you want to tell us about red blood cells? Yeah, so uh, red blood cells are actually called uh, erythro erythrocytes. Mm -hmm. So they're an anucleated biconcave discs, which means that uh, they don't have nucleuses, but at one point in their development, they actually do. So when they start off, they actually, right before they leave the, uh, the bone marrow, they actually expel their nucleus. That way they make more room to hold the oxygen. Mm -hmm. So without the nucleus, they actually only have, they have a lifespan of about 120 days. So they'll circle your body for about 120 days and then they die. And the, the biconcave just refers to that one side that has the dip down. And that's where uh, probably, the oxygen's held. Yeah, people have probably seen them. They kind of look like, you know, bagels without the hole. They don't actually have a hole in them, but they're kind of like squeezed bagels like that. Yeah, they have the, 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 uh, the concave, the dip down, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's just not a complete hole the whole way through. Okay. They also contain uh, the hemoglobin, which is what gives them the reddish color. Mm -hmm. The heme of it, I believe. And if I'm not mistaken, I think hemoglobin... I didn't write anything down for this, but if I'm not mistaken, I think hemoglobin's a protein. Yeah, I know that it has heme groups, and that's where the oxygen binds to. Yeah, and it contains and those heme groups. There's, I think, because I know there's four total irons in there. Yeah. And the irons what attracts the irons part of the heme, and that's what attracts mm -hmm. the oxygen to hold on. Yeah, and they also carry CO2 as well, carbon dioxide. Yes. Okay. Anything else about red blood cells? I don't think it's about it. Okay. Well, so that was more detailed. That's kind of what's important to know for this topic, but just as a other, you know, wide-ranging view, and for instance, whenever you do donate blood, you do donate everything, you don't just donate red blood cells. So, we talked about the uh, red blood cells, which are um, erythrocytes. We have white blood cells, which are leukocytes, and they are basically for the immune response. So, they're all different types of, um, you know, different cells that you know, whether they be helper T cells or helper B cells, memory B cells, you have all these different types of cells within the immune system that basically just fight off disease. You know, if a virus gets in, they're going to fight it off. If a bacteria gets in, they're going to fight it off. And these ones, they don't generally donate because they're so specific to you that if you donate them to somebody else, they're going to cause issues. So you also have platelets, which are really funny looking if you ever look at them under a microscope. They look like just little shards and they are used to slow and hopefully stop any source of bleeding. So if you cut yourself and you wait and two minutes later it's not bleeding anymore, that is because platelets built a wall to stop the bleeding until your cells of your skin and your dermis and epidermis can fix itself. And then the fourth type are plasma cells and sorry, plasma, not cells. And this is just basically the liquid or the humor, if you want to use the old terms, that carries all these cells and also aids in the immune response by moving things around. 
So yeah, four types of blood cells. Important. And you said about the uh, the white blood cells, the uh, leukocytes. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, an analogy I learned. I think not an analogy. Anagram. What's it mm -hmm. called when you when you have like so like my very your mother just ate nine pieces. What the heck's that called? I think it's an anagram. I could be wrong. So it is anagram. Okay. I think so. I could be There's wrong. one. I think it's a uh, never let monkeys eat bananas for the five types of leukocytes in the body. Really? If it's uh, the five, that's how you know them. And so the first one for never, that's the most common down to the least common. It's, uh, oh, I think it's neutrophils. Yes, yeah. neutrophils, uh, lymphocytes, monocytes, eosinophils, and basophils. That's interesting. I remember learning about all of these, but that's cool. So those are your five types of uh, leukocytes. And then platelets are also called thrombocytes mm -hmm. and they actually stem off of very large bone marrow cells called megakaryocytes mm -hmm. I want to say so a yes. piece of it actually just breaks off and that, that's what the platelet is interesting I did not know that actually so basically you have the function of blood is to keep you healthy keep you oxygenated get rid of CO2 from areas that it needs to be gotten rid of stop bleeding whenever you know don't lose itself like don't let other blood cells out whenever it gets when you get a cut or a scrape or a burn or whatever and immune response overall by moving around the body and fighting off infection so yeah. if we proved anything here it's that blood is extremely important and you need it to survive and I did find that the average human contains about 8 to 10 pints of blood. So, to put that in respect, those little baggies that you donate whenever you donate blood are about a pint. And they try to shoot for as much of that as possible. That's why they said that, you know, the fact that not a lot came out of mine, it might not be, you know, usable. But the one pint, so if you donate blood and you're a rather small person, maybe like female, whatever, because I know there's different amounts for, you know, that's why it varies you might be donating, you know, an eighth of the blood in your body. So that's a big deal. Plus, if you're actually a bigger person, you can actually do double. Mm -hmm. They'll take a pint from her, you know, a little baggie from each arm. That's cool. Now, I, I can never do it because I'm a lot smaller. Yeah, you're so lucky. That, <laughs> I, I would stand up and pass right out due to lack of blood. I would, the <laughs> same would happen to me. Because then oxygen would flow around. <laughs> the same would happen to me. I, I totally, yeah, I totally agree there. Well, yeah, I remember the one time uh, Tyler, mm -hmm. Jew, he he donated double, but he's a he's a bit bigger guy. He did double, and then mm. I remember he, he stood up, walked a few steps, and fell over. Oh man! <laughs> you got you got to hit the chair immediately and just eat some sugar and stuff for a few minutes before you do anything. Uh, they usually get like pizza, juice, something else. Yep, I had pizza and orange juice. Yep. Even though I didn't donate the full, I still lost some. So they were like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, it, you mentioned an interesting point it does come from bone marrow so the gushy stuff that's inside your bones um, that you can donate people donate this stuff it's a little bit of a process it's not quite you know the scary pin you down and draw your bone like they say on TV but it's still an interesting not amazing process from what I hear especially if you need a transplant though but the blood cells come from the bone marrow, as you said. And if you look up online, if people want to know more about this, you can see the map of them, of how they, um, you know, differentiate into and develop into their respective cell types. Because there are so many steps for some of these cells, it's unreal. And, like, they just... You know, they start out as the same little cell, and then they just become all, you know, the platelets, the erythrocytes, the basophils, you know. So many different cells. Oh, yeah, plus you have red and ye yellow bone marrow. I did not know that. Yep, everybody, you born when you're born, all of your bone marrow is red. Yeah. But then as you age, it starts to turn yellow, mm. which is, it just pretty much starts getting more and more fat cells. Uh, so there's, okay. and then once it turns yellow... Red blood cells can't be made there, but some some white blood cells still can. Yeah. 
So yeah, as you age, it just becomes more and more. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And I know that one of the stem cells, like the in the early stages, is a hematopoietic stem cell. So that's kind of like the one that, uh, I guess they call it the on this one image they call it the G zero, like where it all begins, like that's where everything comes from. So they are, they develop in the bone marrow and differentiate and. Uh, develop into whatever they need to be. So yeah, so that gives everybody an idea of what blood is, I think. Now, just got to move on to the different types, because I think there's a huge misconception about what people think about this. So what do you, what's like the first thing that comes to mind when you ask about blood type? Like, what do you think of immediately? Um... I think usually I would think of like the universal donor and universal uh, recipient. Mm. And that would be the which two groups? Well, O negative and AB positive, I think. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the ABO group and the rhesus factor? Yes. So, so yeah, because yeah, the, the positive and negative actually do means something. Yeah. So whenever people say that, you know, you're A positive or B negative or whatever, that's two separate groups of blood that you're classifying there. So the first is the ABO group. So I think that's what most people think of whenever they think of, you know, oh, you have a blood type. And, you know, that is what everybody uses because it's a very common, you know, it's, it's good to use to you know, realize what you can and can't give and can and can't receive because if you get the wrong ABO blood type you're going to have a lot of issues. So what I found and what we've probably learned a lot of people have learned this in school but you forget. So if you have the A blood it contains the A antigen so that means that there's a little molecule on the surface of red blood cells that identify it. So if you present that with B blood it will attack the A antigen and vice versa. So, whatever letter you have, that means you have the antigens. Like AB, you have both AB antigens. That's why it's the universal receiver, because you have both of them already. So, if you give it more A or give it more B, it's not going to hurt it. It already has them. And that's why O is the universal donor, because people call it blank blood, because it doesn't have those antigens. So, if you give it to someone that does have the antigens, it's just going to be like, hey, okay, there's no marker on it. We're just going to let it, you know, it's not going to hurt anything. But if you accept anything else as O negative or just O blood in general, like you get, oh, let's, you know, give this guy some AB blood, he's an O, well, it's going to attack the heck out of his cells and you're going to have a lot of issues. So, yeah. Yeah, plus, um, so we, we like you said, we use the ABO... Uh, blood type group, mm -hmm. but there's actually that's not the only one. Mm -hmm. I, from what I found on uh, NCBI, there are 33 other recognized groups. Yeah, that's that's in my opinion the biggest confusion with this, and something that I didn't know of until I did a job shadowing in the pathology in the blood lab at a hospital, because. You know, people think, yep, if you have AB positive, you can get any blood in the world. And if you have O negative, anybody can receive your blood. But all of these other types can have a, a say in this, too. So I, I don't know if you've found any yet, but I saw there was an SS variant group. There was a Duffy group. Some people have the K antigen. There's something called a Kel antigen, a KID group, and an MNS group, just to name a few, beyond the ABO and the rhesus group. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. There's th yeah. there's 33 different groups, and mm -hmm. I think it said somewhere around, somewhere around like a th or 300 different variants. Mm -hmm. That's a so, lot. So what I found whenever I did this job shadowing is the guy explained to me that there are certain groups of people that have special blood that require special blood transfusions. So if you go into any hospital, you know, because generally hospitals have a lot of patients, so you're going to find this in any hospital that you'd go to. Excuse me, throat was getting dry. So if you go to any hospital, you're going to go in, 
and there's going to be blood that is marked for specific people because they order specific blood for people that have regular transfusions and it might be marked and it might say you know k antigen negative whatever because if they get it with the k antigen they they will die especially people that require you know two and three pints of blood every couple months or whatever so what this guy told me i don't know if i ever told you this before or not but he said that there are groups of people not necessarily common but there are certain people out there that he knows of that if he if they called and said they need blood he would say there is nothing we have in the american red cross blood bank that you can have so that's kind of crazy to think about like yeah <clears throat> like if they came in literally bleeding out there is very little they could do on the donation side because he would said look anything that i give you even if I call the Red Cross and order it right now, anything I give you will kill you. Because they have such a specialized version of blood. And granted, there might be someone in underdeveloped parts of the world that could donate for them because we don't have access to them. Maybe there's somebody in the, you know, in the United States or England or whatever that just hasn't donated before. But there are some people that literally are like, you know what, we have no idea if there is anybody alive right now that could donate to you let alone someone that we have donated blood from, you know? Yeah, it is kind of like, crazy to think about it like that. I mean, they could literally die without it, because it's kind of like the same thing when a bacteria enters your body. There's antigens. Yeah. Or the anti antibodies are, and then they don't recognize that your body's like, that's a foreign object, and then they attack it. Yeah. So that that's what happens. Like, for instance, with the rhesus group, you know, if you have Rh-positive blood, you have the Rh antigen. So you can receive both. But if you don't have Rh positive, so for instance, if you're A negative or B negative or whatever, you don't have that antigen, so you can only get negative blood. If you get positive blood, then you will have agglutination, which basically just means that the cells are fighting another and you can die from that. So that's why it's so important people know their blood type. And, Excuse me, it's also important why hospitals never trust people and they always test it anyway because it could kill you. Yeah, exactly, that's life or death right there. I mean, you need mm -hmm. that specific type of blood and mm -hmm. they give you anything different. Yeah. You're gonna... It's, it's honestly pretty crazy. So, basically, as we said, these antigens are present on the red blood cells. And they're most of the time they're proteins, but sometimes they can be carbohydrates. And the white blood cells will produce an antibody, which people should, if you're into science, should know what that looks like. It's like the little Y-shaped thing. There's a you know heavy chain and a light chain on it, and you know there are different types of antibodies. But they are present in the blood, and they will, you know, detect the antigen as foreign. And that's whenever you'll have basically it's like an allergic reaction to it and not good because once that happens there isn't always a lot you can do if you've given a lot of blood already yes I mean the, the body's amazing like that though like it, you're right your body's amazing is detecting what's not supposed to be there yeah it, it knows and sometimes it's good because it's like hey you know, this blood isn't supposed to be here, but it's not going to hurt anything because it's, you know, O negative or whatever, and all the other blood types are pretty compatible, all the other blood groups. So, good, we just have more blood now. And then sometimes it's like, whoa, 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 whoa we're going to kill you because you gave us the wrong blood. <laughs> yep, it's very, very particular. It'll snap over there, like, yeah. Like, hey, buddy, you know what? This thing's still going to carry oxygen, but we don't like it. Yeah. Like, the heck with that. Yeah, really. What an One evolutionary of, flaw. Yeah, that's something that is interesting. Like, what what evolution has done is basically just make people unable to survive sometimes, you know? Like, why are there so many different blood types? And, for instance, will some blood types eventually rule over others because, you know, you are more likely to get a transfusion for them? You know, so eventually are, you know, they're going to be more AV positive people because they can they have less chance of dying because of it, you know? Exactly. And then, like, blood is technically co-dominant, correct? 
That I'm not sure of. I believe so, though. Because I want to say, because that's why you can get, like, the A and B. Like, you get the blood type AB because of the mixing. You have both of them yeah. on the surface. So do you think eventually it could get to the point where everybody has the same blood type? Yeah. Yep, the A and B alleles are co-dominant, so you're correct. That's why you can have both. Okay, that's what I thought. And then, yeah. you, do you think eventually it could get to the point where we would evolve and, like, crossbreed between countries enough that we'd all have the same blood type? I think it's possible. I'm not sure which way it's trending, though, because, you know, maybe because of mutations and such, too, that could have been what created it. Because, you know, you have mutations that happen along the line, and, you know, okay, there's a mutation on this red blood cell, it has a different protein on it. A different protein was made. Well, that's why it's, you know, this classified as this, okay, so it's covered in this protein. Well, that person, you know, multiplies, and well, it just, you know, got passed down and down and down. So, I feel like mutation could cause there to be more blood types, as well as we may discover more of them as, you know, biology advances. But at the same time, you're right, we could all technically be the same someday, because if we keep breeding and breeding and breeding, it's all going to be AB. Exactly, and that would actually be more beneficial for the human race. If everybody had the same blood type, you wouldn't have to worry about what blood. Someone comes in needs blood, you just give them blood. Yeah. We'd all be the same. You know, you could walk in a, you know, a blood bank, and it would just be blank bags, maybe with people's names on it, where they came from, you know, anonymized. Or maybe if we like... found a way to sit there and take up the blood cell and create whatever blood type we wanted. Yeah, that's true. Which... Or just trick the immune system into letting it there. Yeah, well, the only issue then is if you immunosuppress, then you let everything else take over too, you know? Well, no, 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 I'm not talking about like, not necessarily immunosuppress, but maybe find mm -hmm. a way to mask the blood. That way yeah. the body doesn't recognize it as foreign. Like, temporarily say, hey, this is fine, don't destroy it. Yeah, something along those lines. I mean, that'd be something mm -hmm. worth it, too. That way, same, the same thing, you can give anybody any type of blood, and it wouldn't make a difference as long as you have a way to mask it. Yeah. Now, I did read an article from Science Magazine, and it the title is, Type A Blood Converted to Universal Donor Blood with Help from Bacterial Enzymes. So, basically, it was shown in a lab that you can expose the blood to bacteria, and they will, bacterial enzymes, sorry, and they'll basically destroy the, you know, the antigen, and it becomes O, or it becomes universal donor. Well, somebody took my idea. So, it's already kind of been done, well, but if this could happen, yeah, so, like, if this could be done on a large scale, you know, we could take basically all the blood that we have and just say, look, we're just going to wipe all the antigens off of it and anybody can get it. You know, it's completely blank blood. It's not, okay, it's O negative, but what about, what about everything else, you know? See, I always assume whenever you say O negative is a universal donor, well, if you're O negative and you're positive for all this other stuff, you're not a universal donor at all. No, especially if you have all those other random variants you can have, then it kind of throws the whole system out of whack. Yeah, and I was talking to my mom about this episode, and she's a nurse, and she said that whenever you know you get a transfusion, nonetheless they still monitor you for reaction. And I think that would be because, especially in like trauma situations, like hey, you know we know his blood's O negative, we're going to give him some O negative blood, and just you know really really hope that he doesn't have a reaction to some random group. Because if we don't, he's going to die for other reasons, you know? Yeah, so I guess sometimes the risk is calculated. If yeah. you don't want someone to bleed out, you got to try. And sometimes it's just, you know, you. what's more important, getting the blood in there and taking the risk or letting them bleed out because they've already lost, you know, six pints of blood or something crazy like that, you know? Exactly, yeah. See, the one thing I learned from my research is, so, of course, you know, um, O negative is the universal donor. Yeah. But did you know that the the A B group, both positive and negative, are universal donors of plasma? Yeah, because plasma doesn't have the antigen, right? Yeah, their their plasma, I believe. Yeah, their plasma does not have any or any antibodies. Oh, okay. All other types have antibodies. 
but except for the AB plus and AB negative, they have no antibodies on their plasma, so you can donate their plasma universally, which I never you, knew that. You mean antigen, right? I don't, I don't know. Because the antigen is what. Because the antigen is what like does on the surface, and the antibodies are what float around and mark them. So they that yeah, would yeah, mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that the. Okay. So on the on the AB, the surface has both antigens. Yeah. But but the plasma for each blood type is a, is actually different. Oh, so that's why. People can yeah, get like, plasma from anybody, basically. Well, so like the plasma from the group O. It has mm -hmm. anti-A and anti-B antibodies. Yeah. And then group A has, the plasma has anti-B antibodies. Yeah. Group B has anti-A, and group AB has no antibodies in the plasma. That's why you can oh. give their plasma to anybody. Oh, that makes sense. So they won't yeah, attack. I, yeah, and I never I never really knew that until I saw about it, and I was like, well, that, when you think about it, it does make sense, I mean. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, you have certain people that, you know, I mean, you can, you never really hear people saying, oh man, I can't get plasma. So that's really cool. Yeah, and I know a lot of places, if you donate plasma, I think they'll actually pay, a lot of people actually pay you for that. Mm. That's interesting stuff there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It would make sense because, you know, <coughs> plasma isn't really... I don't know, they could probably sift through it, too, you know, and just say, look, you know, if you need the plasma, we can, you know, we don't have to give you everything else. Because I know that part of the donation process is centri like centrifugation, so they separate all these, you know, different parts. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how exactly, because I know, like, if you give a plasma donation, I know it's a little bit different. Yeah. So... What I found about the donation process, which is interesting, so you basically go in, and I mean, I'm sure you experience this, and a lot of people have, but you get like a little mini checkup, and then you donate your one pint, so it's centrifuged, and then there's a lot of tests that goes through, and I think the Red Cross does 12 different tests, and some of them are disease, and some of them are just, you know, seeing the quality of the blood and, you know, the health of the people, make sure that it's not, like, different shaped or anything like that. After that, any if it fails any one of the tests it's thrown out and then the storage so red blood cells are refrigerated at six degrees celsius for 42 days platelets are agitated at room temperature for five days and plasma and the cryo which i believe the cryo comes from the white blood cells it's what they can use from it is frozen for one year so whole year yes yeah, so and i remember talking to the guy at the hospital about this and he said that whenever these days are up that means they're done so you never really want to buy extra blood or you know have extra blood sent to you you know you don't want to have that you don't want to be like oh this guy might come in for his transfusion this week he might not just order his blood anyway and if he doesn't come in that means he's in freaking canada for three months you don't want <laughs> you don't want that because then that guy's specialized blood is going to go to waste because as soon as these days are up they're done like he said, it's not like, yep, 366 days have passed. We can just take this plasma out of the freezer and use it. He said, nope, once those days are up, they are done. They are no longer usable. You cannot trust them anymore. That's interesting. I mean, yes. it makes sense, but I never really knew that. Yeah, and it was also interesting because, you know, plasma or platelets, they don't keep a lot of platelets, and they're in these, like, small, gushy baggies. And it's interesting to see, like, they're just shaking in these, you know, little incubator, room temperature, basically. And they're just, you know, getting agitated all day long on these little plates. And it's like, this is everything in the hospital because there isn't a lot of it. So, like, you got to think that, you know, this is a very, very important process and you have to be very careful with a lot of it. You know, it's like if you go for your, your weekly transfusion of specialized blood and you can't get it because someone ripped the bag on accident, like, that's, that's a big mistake right there. It could be like a life or death situation right there. Yeah, it could, and I mean, especially if people come in and, you know, like, they don't have the right blood, you know, they're going to be calling the Red Cross saying, look, we need this blood wherever it is, we need it now, or this person will die because they can't have just regular O-negative, they have to have this specialized thing, you know? 
Which definitely makes it a lot more confusing for healthcare professionals. Yeah, and it adds like, a whole other level of you know delivery and logistics to a hospital. It's not just people come in, fix them up, they leave. It's kind of like UPS and FedEx do with moving stuff around on time. Oh, you got to get stuff on time for the holidays. Well, it's the same thing. Oh, you got to get people their blood that they need. FedEx can be late, the blood cannot. Yeah, if FedEx is late, generally you're going to survive, unless it's something really important, which then you probably shouldn't rely on one-day shipping. <laughs> but, you know, if, if your hospital doesn't have your blood in time, or if it's late, it's like, well, you're scheduled for that transfusion right then, because something's wrong, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that could not end well for those people. Yeah, and just a little last side note on all this transfusion... The process itself, what you know, what happens whenever you you know you do donated blood is after it's cleaned and separated and all that. So they kind of do a mini physical again where they check like blood pressure, pulse, temperature, and such. They place an IV and basically they just transfuse for one to four hours. So if you do go through these processes, not necessarily going to be painful, not necessarily going to be the end of the world but definitely a long process that you're going to be sitting in a hospital bed watching TV. Kind of like dialysis, you know, things like that. Anything with cleaning or dealing with the blood takes a while. Right, anytime I gave blood, I always did it kind of to get out of class. That yeah. was nice. And then, yeah. I mean, I, even after high school, I've still donated multiple times. But the one thing is, if sometimes if you're unlucky and they try to like, get into the vein, sometimes your vein can actually collapse. Yeah. So then, and then sometimes they sit there and keep poking around trying to find it with no luck. Yeah, that's kind of like, I mean, mine didn't collapse, but I think because of the, the valve, like, that's why they were poking around, and it's like, this kind of sucks. I know the one time I, um, so anytime I've ever given blood or had to have an IV put in, they've never had any issue because I've got, I've got pretty big veins. Yeah, I do too. But I never had an issue before yesterday, the other day. Oh, uh, the one time I was at the hospital, I don't remember, I was probably done with my chest as usual and they were hooking me up and I don't know if the nurse was new or what but she was having the hardest time that she kept stabbing me and kept missing the vein and then she mm -hmm. did it like two or three times in one arm went to the other arm did it there messed up there so then she actually just went down and did it in my wrist and finally got it but I was like like the more times you stab me the more this is gonna hurt <laughs> yeah really like you're just gonna be more and more sore the next day no exactly I'm just like Find which a place, not, find a vein, I don't care which fun. one, stick it in. No, it yeah, is not. Yeah, just like get this over with. Exactly, it's not that, my veins pop out like no other, how hard is it to hit one of them? Yeah, I agree, mine do too, that's why they're like, oh, you got good veins, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, hitting a valve doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that would not help. No. So yeah, really? um, anything else about this subject you think is important? <clears throat> um, I actually, I have the percentages, like the rough estimate mm -hmm. of like how many people have what blood types okay so do you know what blood type is the most common I'm gonna say a positive see that that that's my guess too I always thought a positive now this I actually learned a couple weeks ago we were on a road trip and anytime we're on a road trip I usually have Rachel sit there and read me trivia questions see if I can answer them oh, okay and I remember the one trivia question she found online. She said, what is the most common blood type? And that was my guess. I said A positive. Mm -hmm. And she's like, nope, that's incorrect. She's like, it's O positive. Really? Yeah, and I never would have guessed that. Yeah, me neither. I would have said it was one of the ones with the antigens. That's, that's what I would have thought. And then the, the least common is actually AB negative. Only one in 100 people have it. Really? So 37% of the population have O positive. 34% have A positive. Okay, so it's second. Yep. And then A negative, B positive, and B negative, all, all, all roughly around 10%, I think it said, give or take. Mm -hmm. uh, so O negative is 6% of the population, and then AB positive is 4%. So yeah, AB positive and AB negative are the rarest blood types. Which I would have never guessed because with so many people, like, I think so many people would have A and B. Yeah. You'd think. But yes, that really shocked me though that O positive is the most common. So that's 1%. Uh, o positive is 37% of the population. 
Oh, what what the least common you said A negative A B negative. Yeah, A B negative one percent. One percent. So one percent, and then the one that people think is the rarest O negative is four percent. You said. Uh, six percent. Six percent. Okay. So it's still very rare, which is true, but it's nowhere near as rare as people thought it was. Yeah, see, and I was kind of—it's kind of interesting that you had to like when I asked you what you thought the most common was, you had the same exact guess I did. A yeah, positive. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I really couldn't believe it at first. I was like, really? O positive? Because I always thought, you know, O's were positive rare. or negative. I always thought they were more rare than the rest. Yeah, because everyone wants them, and they're always like, yeah, please donate if you have this. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so. Uh, not yeah. that rare. Nope, not pro positive. But I, I also, O negative is a universal donor, so I guess O positive kind of is useless. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's more helpful than, like, A or B, but still that Reese's positive could be an issue. Yeah. That's why O negative is considered the universal donor. Yeah. So if you have O negative, I'm pretty sure the Red Cross is probably just going to be kicking down your door, stealing your blood. Yep. Literally, like, in the middle of your sleep, just, hello there. I'm here to take <laughs> your blood. Huh? Dracula? <laughs> no. Red Cross. <laughs> Oh, Next time you hear a knock at your door, it might not be a Jehovah's Witness. It might be Red Cross. Yeah, it's they're they're coming to take your blood. It's not. This isn't Halloween. This isn't Dracula. They're gonna take a lot more than just a bite. They're just gonna knock you out, and you're gonna wake up in a hospital bed, and they're just gonna be sucking the blood right out of you. Yeah, you're just gonna. You can see yourself just like becoming smaller because they take the blood. <laughs> it's okay. We're gonna put it back. Never mind. <laughs> your body will replace it. Don't worry. It might take a little while if you take half of it out. Oh, it's okay. We're only taking seventy-five percent out. Oh no. Oh no, he died. Might as well take the rest. Oh yeah, let's just hurry up. Take the rest. Get the get the freaking pump out. <laughs> shrivel up the nothing. Yeah, just like shrivel up like a sponge. Poor guy had a wife and family. That's okay. Well, let's go check their blood type. They might be O negative as well. Oh man, shoot. Where are his kids? It's fine then. <laughs> This makes them sound like a terrorist organization. I know. Maybe that's like a front for something. Just kidding. They're a pretty good corporation, I'd say. A pretty good non-profit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, for everything I've ever heard, I've never heard anything really bad about them. So yeah, They're not a like terrorist a... organization. They're not going to kick in your front door. That's the FBI who does that. Yeah, they, they might. If they come to your door, they want more than your blood, though. Oh, no. If the FBI comes to your door, you know what you did. Yeah, you, or at least you should. Better than just have the wrong house. Oh man, that's my neighbor that stole seven hundred million dollars. Oh shoot. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. We'll uh, we'll send you a check for the door. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have our guy come fix your door. You destroyed I actually, it. Okay. <laughs> I actually woke up one morning to a cop entering my bedroom with his gun out. That's messed up. Yeah, I I was like. It was, must have been after work one day, so you know, I, I usually, I get off at 6, I go to bed around 7 or 8 in the morning, and yeah. then I, I, I like to sleep in, so I would get up around 2 or 3. Yeah. And so one day I was sitting there sleeping, I was the only one here, and I hear this, like, I thought I thought I heard someone say hello, I like, I stood, I like, woke up and I was looking around, I was like, like, did I hear something? And the next thing I know, my door's creaking open, this gun's walk, this cop's walking in with his gun drawn, and he's like, you live here? I'm like, yeah, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> How like did they get in? Well, it, I, he told, asked me to walk downstairs. It turned out the front door actually must have blown open or something because it didn't latch right. Yeah. So they thought somebody like broke into the house. Oh, that's actually really cool. And I'm just sitting there like, like, but I mean, I didn't. The first thing I wake up to is a cop walking in my room with his with a gun drawn. I'm just like, holy crap! Like, that's honestly though makes you feel really secure because like it, you know. Oh yeah, and then so he took down my name, my number, and all that just in case he had any questions. And then later that day, I'm at school, and my phone starts ringing. So I answer, and he's like, "Hello, Mr. Gray." He's like, "Do you know why I'm calling?" And I'm like, "Uh, is this about the front door?" And he was like, "Front door?" He's like, "Oh crap!" He's like, "I'm sorry, I called the wrong person." <laughs> uh, it was like, funny. my goodness. <laughs> it was funny. it was quite the day. <laughs> yeah, really. That's really cool that they did that though, because like imagine you go to bed at night and your door doesn't lock, you close it open, and someone takes advantage of that, and like is actually in your house like robbing you because you're asleep or whatever. The cop walks in like, hey, you live here? <gasps> no. Yeah, there you go. Like you just <laughs> lost, you didn't lose all your stuff. 
I mean, it was, I, I mean, it was extremely nice. Like they're really nice cops. I mean, they yeah. did their job really well. They see a front door open, they're like, hey, you know, that shouldn't be like that. And then so they actually came in to check up on me. But it was still like, first thing waking up in the morning kind of freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, even if the cop is still at the gun and there's something going on, like what? You live here? Yeah. Well, who frick else is here? You know? I got a broken up taking a nap in bed. <laughs> yeah, I got real tired stealing things. That takes a lot out of you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever told you that story before. But yeah, that that, that had to be you know, back probably shortly after we moved down here, I think. Yeah. But it was hey, crazy. I just never called my mother. It. it was it's a good story, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd have I'd have questioned life a lot. Yeah, he's the same cop who uh, responded when uh, somebody hit and run our cars. Oh dang. He's like, I remember you. I'm like, yeah, you came in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, really. Should have been like, you want to join? I'm taking my nap. <laughs> it's warm under here. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, needless to say, I mean that was probably around like one o'clock when they came in my room. Noon, one o'clock. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go back to bed. I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm just staying up now. <laughs> I'm actually shut the door and go to sleep. Yeah, just when we were talking about like the FBI kicking in your front door, it made me think of that. Of course, That's... they didn't kick in my front door, but yeah, something similar. Yeah, they walked in my room. <laughs> yeah, really. I saw, a dude. Oh, okay. Hi. I mean, he did it like, you know, like you see in TV shows, he had like the gun drawn, or he had it pointed down, and they kind of like creaked open the door and looked in. Yeah. I was like, uh, hello? <laughs> I saw it, dude. <laughs> Whose house did I fall asleep in? <laughs> oh, it was crazy. You live here? I think so. <laughs> yeah, like my, so my license also doesn't have this address, but I have a, like a license update card that I'm supposed to carry with me. Oh, okay. So he's like, can you show me your license to prove you live here? And I handed it to him, and it's still a Crescent address. And he's like, he's like, this address says Crescent. I'm like, oh, crap. I was like, yeah, I have this little car thing here, too. <laughs> oh, man. I probably was like, okay, maybe I need to shoot this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness he didn't. I mean, now, I don't know how I would have felt about that. Yeah, I'd have been a little bit startled. <laughs> I'd have been pretty PO'd if I got shot. <laughs> yeah. I got shot in my like, hey, house. You jerk like <laughs> yeah, what the heck you doing like I pay my rent yeah oh my that's really funny I'm glad you a little bit off topic there. there yeah I am too yeah that's uh, usually anyway. what happens at the end of our episodes yeah, some random off topic story that's generally a sign that we ran out of things to talk about our subject and we're just <laughs> trying to hang it on I think that's all for blood types though yeah I think so I mean and I was yeah. thinking maybe next week or a couple weeks from now, I think we could we could actually do more on the uh, the leukocytes because each one yeah. of them actually has specific things. Like I know I there's one that just goes after like parasitic worms. There's a couple to do bacteria. There's one viruses. And mm -hmm. I remember learning about all of them. So I mean that'd be something we could build on, build off of this. Talk about I... the leukocytes. Yeah, maybe just like pick a leukocyte a week and do that for the next couple of weeks and just kind of go through them, you know. Oh yeah, because we can talk about like their origin, where they come from, the body, what their specific thing is, and like yeah. I think most people probably, if anybody, if you know any of them, most people, not you, but if um, anybody who doesn't really know that much about it, they probably recognize lymphocytes. Yeah, but aside from your that, lymph that's nodes. about it. Yeah. Yeah, most people don't really think about like neutrophils, eosinophils, basophils, monocytes. Yeah, I agree. We should do that. Maybe next week that could be our topic. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, like I said, if we go down the uh, the never let monkeys eat bananas, that's from the most to the least. So neutrophils yeah. make up the most. So we could just even work our way down the list. Yeah, and just start with neutrophils and just work our way down to everybody has an idea what makes up their blood. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if you want to do next week, if we want to, we could talk about uh, neutrophils, get some information on that. I'll try to find my histology notes, but I didn't already throw them out. Yeah, hopefully you didn't. See, I'm going to put that in my notes. Well, actually, even then, I still have my histology textbook, so I can just go off that. There we go. All right, so I'm going to add that to my notes so that I can start the research process, and that'll be next week's topic then. All right, so the first part of our anagram, I, and I don't even remember if that's... I'm going to look that up. I, I want to say anagram. I think it's right. I think so. Oh, nope. Anagram something or rearranging the words to form another. So, cinema into Iceman. Mm. 
What the heck is it? Mnemonic. That's it. That's it. Yep. There. I just typed in my very eager mother just served us nine pizzas. That. That's the word. Mnemonic. I knew anagram didn't sound right, but but it did at the same time. So yes. That makes sense. We'll just follow down the. We're gonna do our first part of our mnemonic next week. Uh. So never for neutrophil. Mm hmm. And that way we can get learn how people learn about the white blood cells. I agree. So that's a plan. We can so tune in next week to hear about that. Well, yeah, we just surpassed our hour mark, so I think good yeah. place to call it quits. I think so. So I thank you for joining me, Walter. It's been a good, enjoyable episode. It's nice to be back in the saddle. It is. It's nice to get this back on the road, and we'll get all of our other social medias up and running again. And I don't yeah. remember what our catchphrase was. You matter. Plants suck. Plants suck. Don't die. I think that's it. Yeah, you matter. Plants suck. Don't stop. Yes. All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right, sir. Well, it has been fun, so it's you have a good fun. week. You too. Have a good one. It's been fun, and we'll be back for Nutrifills next week. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you then. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.